introduction, Jeep. Cool. Well, uh, good morning, everybody. And uh, we actually, uh, happy Mother's Day. I know I'm like the fifth person to say that, but you can't say that enough. And uh, this morning, uh, thinking about our theme, I wanted to actually give all the moms a gift and everybody else can just kind of be a part of that as well. Uh, I am going to give you 30 seconds of a vacation. <laughs> so I believe where we're going is a beach in Thailand. So enjoy. All right, I didn't know how that was going to go. It seemed a lot shorter than uh, when I practiced that. So, uh, man, wasn't that beautiful? It was a great thing. Um, who needed that? Okay, a couple of you out there. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, let's say, I guess maybe here's the, the survey. Who has their vacation or their summer vacation already on their mind? Or has, has it picked out? They're ready to go. They're counting down the days. Okay, quite a few of you there. Who just needs some rest? Okay, good. I think today's message is going to be for you. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to just take away and go to Thailand right now and just be able to breathe and uh, listen to the water and all that good stuff? Whenever I think about uh, vacation, the thing that's like ingrained in my mind is Navarre Beach, Florida. Uh, I'm from Louisiana. I say this at the beginning of almost every message uh, just to set some context, but uh, beach for me was this. Now, I'm by beaches all the time here in California, but um, I had to drive four hours to get to this. Uh, But it's just the most beautiful beach in the world to me. Sugar white sand, clear water, gorgeous. Uh, We would, uh, my mom is from a very large family, and we would rent this uh, three-story beach house and cram five families into it and there was drama but we called it fun because it was a beautiful beach that we could look onto. Um, and we had a common uh, rule in our family was that basically pretty much anything would go as long as you would say hey I'm on vacation and so I remember one kind of famous incident was uh, my cousin ate bacon Every day for breakfast, just bowls and bowls of bacon. And when people would say, hey, this is probably not a good idea, he'd say, hey, I'm on vacation. This kid's like six. He's on vacation. I think Fruity Pebbles was my my uh, sugary cereal of choice during that time. Uh, and then we had a tarp that uh, was just kind of like a giant tent that my uh, my mom's brother had built. And it got longer and longer as the family got bigger so that everybody could have a seat and look at the ocean and be on vacation. And obviously this, we, we are a very innovative family. And so uh, it got to the point where everybody would have a mirror so that you never had to stop looking at the ocean. You could hold up the mirror to see what was going on at the house. Uh, there was a walkie-talkie. So if you never had to leave the beach. You could just call one of the younger people from upstairs to come down and bring a drink or whatever. But, hey, we were on vacation. 
Uh, for most of us, uh, this is what we think of when we think of vacation. We're just waiting for that time uh, to just absolutely uh, check out. And uh, for for some of you, summertime is your time that you do that. Maybe for others, it's a different time. But I think about summer because uh, the days are a little bit longer. Uh, we mostly have maybe some vacation time saved up. Uh, it's warmer weather. Uh, there's more flexible activities because of that weather. And um, we just have a little bit more time. Um, our culture has definite ideas of what to do with the summer. Uh, but you look at people's lives, uh, stress, and it's kind of like, it, are we really uh, getting the rest? Um, so in this series, we're basically going to be looking at um, what does the Bible say about summer? Now, again, uh, there are verses about summer in the Bible. Summer was actually a busy time of harvest in biblical times, so we're not going to be uh, asking you just to grind away during the summer. But in this series, we're really going to be looking at how could we use our time off uh, to really get some uh, rest, get some perspective. And um, so next week, we'll actually be talking about that, taking a step back during the slower season and getting some perspective on things. Uh, the last week of this series, we'll be talking about how do we how do we include others in a way that's refreshing and uh, we can benefit their lives. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about rest and what the Bible says about rest and how we can experience really the deepest rest, not just Navarre Beach, Florida rest, but the really the deepest rest. So why is this so important? It's kind of a weird thing. Uh, rest for as easy as it should be, is actually a really tricky subject. Um, when we look in the scripture, we see a couple different people. There's the, the lazy person, and obviously that's rest to the max, and that's not good. That leads to poverty and all sorts of things. Uh, many Americans uh, get don't really get the, Ameri- uh, the recommended amount of sleep, and with technology, honestly, the sleep that we get sometimes is not that great to begin with. Uh, we're more distracted than ever, so there's never really a time to just stop and take a step back and look around and enjoy things. And um, a thing that I hear all the time about this time of year is people come back from vacation and you're kind of coveting, like, oh, man, they're, they're back. What, you know, how was the experience? And they say almost the same thing. I need a vacation from this vacation, right? It's a kind of a weird, weird phenomenal. Like, how does that even happen? Um, Dr. Richard Swinson wrote a book called Margin. Has anybody read that book, Margin? If you haven't, okay, one person in the crowd. There you go. Uh, I would say maybe a couple more than that. Uh, if you haven't, it's a really good book. Um, I'd recommend it. If you're, if you're feeling the pinch, uh, it talks about kind of getting margin in your life so you can just breathe and, and really live. Uh, and it was really helpful to me when I first, uh, first read it. But in there, they talk about uh, four gears and kind of going along with our summer theme. Uh, can, we have like a picture of a throttle. And this is one of the illustrations he uses in the book. Now, we're going to do it nautical theme. He used a car I- illustration, so we'll see if this uh, this works. But when you look at the throttle, you have uh, different – eventually you'll see the throttle. Uh, you see different st- uh, speeds. You see these old-school throttles. Again, boats probably don't have it like this anymore. Um, but the way Dr. Swinson talks about it is in life, we basically have four gears. And we really need all four gears. The first one is stop or park. So you look at the top of the throttle. This is when the boat is just kind of is just at a standstill. This gear is for your contemplative time. Uh, this gear is for the rest and renewal, uh, and really to recharge our batteries. So this is a this is a good 
a uh, good thing to think in mind as we think about the, uh, the summertime is that uh, that is an option. Gear number two is the second gear. It's slow. This gear is for relationships and for family and friends. This gear actually says something to the effect of, hey, I'm just listening to you. We're not in a rush here. It's a good, good thing to think about. Usually, I don't always approach all my relationships that way. Uh, gear number three is a third game gear on a boat. We would call it half steam. This is where you're picking up the pace. You're getting things done. This is the gear that we switch into when we do work. But honestly, it's also the gear that we switch into when we get, we get to play. And it's kind of the reason that you can come back from a vacation and actually be tired. But we're picking up the pace, and it actually feels good because, you know, as humans, we were created uh, to get some things done. So we can feel good because we're producing something. Uh, the final gear, the fourth gear, is full steam ahead. So this is the one, you know, the captain calls out, full steam ahead. Honestly, this is a gear uh, that we kick into when we really need to get it done. This is the harvest time. This is when we need to close the sale. I'm a salesperson, so that's what I'm always thinking about. Um, it's when we need to finish the project. It's when we have to push through and maybe pull the all-nighter. This is the gear when we just have to get it done. You can see that we were not built to live in full steam ahead. And if all we do is drop the hammer in our life, uh, we're really going to have some problems. And if I'm honest, a lot of times I treat uh, my vacations the same way that I treat my work. I try to cram as much as I can into it. I work right up until the time that I have my time off. I set my email uh, reminder or whatever telling people that I am no longer in the office I rush off to home. I'm behind in packing because I never do it till the night before. I'm jamming things in there. And for some reason, I'm grabbing books as though suddenly I'm going to become this great reader on vacation. And I've got a to-do list and I've got plans. And I'm just trying to jam it all in there. What can we do during this slower season to use these gears properly? What can we do? What does the Bible say about this? Um, I'm actually going to use, uh, we have this picture of the beach, just to kind of, again, continue with our soothing summer theme. But when you look at the beach, uh, you see that there's actually different layers. There's the sand, there's the surf, and then you get into the deeper waters. Uh, as I was reading through scripture, looking at kind of the different ways or the different tools that God's given us to get rest, you actually see that kind of same depth. As we get out from the beach, we get into deeper and deeper waters. The first one or the first tool that God gives us is sleep. So we're going to say that's kind of like the kids playing here in the surf. This is the, uh, the beach level. So the next slide has kind of like a, a beach scene. This is, this is kind of what we usually think of when I say, hey, I am so tired. I just want to sleep. This is kind of the first level. And sometimes the most spiritual thing that you can do is sleep. I know that I personally am not a night person. I am, um, oh, sorry, I am a night person. I'm definitely not a morning person. Uh, as you can see, I can't keep my thoughts together sometimes, but I'm not a morning person. So for me, uh, when I get to bed a little bit early, sometimes I'm suddenly just a, just a nicer person to be around and I can relate to people and I, I get a little bit more done, that sort of thing. 
but this is kind of the thing that we usually run to. And honestly, it's biblical. Uh, when we look at the life of Jesus, uh, you can be encouraged that uh, Jesus, there was was all over the uh, the board here. He kind of used all the different things. It says uh, in Matthew or uh, Mark one thirty five, it talks about Jesus walk, waking up early one morning to go out to pray. So that's good. So just because he wakes up, I can be encouraged that at some point Jesus slept. That's a good thing. That's We're kind of similar in that, that respect. But sometimes he woke up early because he had things he wanted to get done. Uh, there's other times where uh, there's like the, uh, there was a storm and uh, the disciples were going, Jesus, we're, we're going to die here. Where are you? And he was, uh, he was asleep. He was taking a nap, kind of a midday nap. So Jesus took midday naps. That was kind of a cool thing. Not all the time, but in this particular situation. And then finally, you see in uh, Luke six twelve um, that Jesus went out to the mountainside to pray, and he spent that entire night praying. Jesus, again, had something that he needed to do. He was picking his disciples, and so he spent all night praying. So we see kind of all kinds of different things that Jesus did. The life... Uh, you know, the life that we have, uh, we have freedom. And if we have things that we need to do, sometimes you're going to have to kick it into full steam ahead and pull an all-nighter. Sometimes you need to pull it back and just take a nap. Um, Jesus really modeled this for us. Uh, but one of my favorite verses is Psalm 127.2. We have it up here. It says, In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Now, again, this isn't saying... <laughs> that it's just completely vain to stay up or or do these things, work hard for food, because obviously you have to provide. That's a big part of our lives. But God really does love us. And so sleep, as unspiritual as it may sound, uh, is something that God has provided, uh, and he provides space for us to get sleep. And I think the big question that you have to just think in your own mind, I don't know everybody's situation, but what would it take... Uh, for you to get a full night's sleep. You might th- be thinking to me, not in this season. It's not going to happen. Well, what would it take maybe to get to bed early during this season? Would that be an option? What would it take to just take a little extra sleep once in the next three months? What would that take? Sleep is a tool that God gives us to get rest. So again, this is going to be just of all the messages that you'll hear one of the some some people are just shaking their head and going, oh man, this is a message I can get into. Sleep can be something that God has given us, or God has given us to um, to heal us and give us rest. The second thing is a kind of a Bible word, the Sabbath. So uh, some of you come here on church on Sundays because you're celebrating the Sabbath, and this is kind of a little bit deeper rest. This is really uh, once a week taking a day off where there's no work. So in different seasons, this might be possible or not. Uh, but it's kind of like you're moving out into the water. If you're looking for, if you're in a season where you just feel burnout and you're just, just dying. Scripture actually talks about God modeling this for us and providing it to us. In uh, Genesis 2, 1 through 3, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. And by the seventh day, God had finished the work uh, he had been doing. And so on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work uh, of the uh, creating that he did. 
Um, so God himself rested on the seventh day. And again, the sermon is not to decide how exactly God rests, uh, but he didn't work any longer. He stepped back from the work that he did. And uh, throughout the Old Testament, you see uh, the Sabbath as something that God provided for us. And as his children would take a Sabbath, take a day off, he actually protected them. It wasn't like, they took that day off and all of a sudden all their crops like failed, you know, or they took, took, took that day off and their businesses fell apart. Honestly, taking a step back and back and taking a Sabbath really shows our trust in God that he's going to provide for us and take care of us. So just like we're talking about that sleep, this might be a really difficult season for you, but what would it take for you to take one day off to just recharge to reconnect in your relationships. Here's one that I have to do often. I'm, I'm a really bad celebrator of my own work, but take a step back and say, instead of beating yourself up over all the stuff you didn't do this week, take a day back to step back and say, man, I'm so glad I finished that one project rather than just running to the next project. So what would it take for you to take a Sabbath? Maybe you could start one this afternoon. I don't know. Uh, finally, uh, the last tool that we'll be talking about this morning is when we get into the real deep dive. We're getting away from the beach. We're getting into a place of trust and adventure. This diver is just looking around, and there's all kinds of things to see, but he's relying on his tank. The The deep dive is to come to Jesus. So, again, most of you are saying, oh, he had to sleep. He had a day off. I knew we were getting to Jesus. We're getting to Jesus here. Um, in our lives, God offers us a deeper rest than even the physical rest that he can provide us with sleep or some time off. Matthew eleven twenty eight and 30 says, uh, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, when I was studying for this message, I'm looking through the scripture, I'm thinking about my own experience, and I was really, really wrestling with this one. Because I've seen this in different different spheres, but sometimes I go, man, God, this is a busy season. You're with me. I got a lot done, but man, I am just worn out. I don't, I don't feel rested in the midst of this. Uh, but let's continue on on this picture, and, uh, and maybe some more will become clear of where we get this rest from. Uh, but I want to show you the picture of a yoke. Now we've talked about this in this church before, but just so you remember what a yoke looks like, if you, you're not an agricultural, uh, aficionado, there's a, there is a yoke. And this is what a yoke looks like when two oxen are put into it. And the reason you have, uh, the yoke is because by putting it together, you can get the full power of the ox. Some of you are saying, I've seen this before. I know what it is. Well, now we really know what we're doing here. Um, but what this verse says is that when we come to Christ, when we come to Jesus, we can come to him just as a tired, tired person that's just going, I'm just trying to get it done. I'm just trying to do the work that you've given me to do, and I'm just completely exhausted. I'm weary, and I'm troubled, and I'm tired. We can come to Jesus with from right where we're at, and he offers us a place in the yoke. And so you're kind of thinking to yourself, that's ridiculous. 
I'm tired and I'm weary. Why would I want to get into the yoke? But honestly, the yoke is a perfect example of the way uh, God views rest. The world looks at rest and we say, man, I can't wait for vacation. I've worked hard all year so I can take this rest. God actually flips it and he gives us a kind of a bigger vision of our work and says, we can take rest so that we can recreate, so that we can get a tighter grip on things, so we can be refreshed, so we can continue to work and produce. This isn't God getting us, giving us a little bit of rest so that he can just bludgeon us in work. But he has some things that he wants for us to get done with our, wor- our lives. He wants to build into us. He wants to give us opportunity to really explore, just like the diver, to look around, to see this world, and to really produce things for him. And to do that, the way human beings were made, we need rest. God meets us as we're working with him, as we get into that yoke and we pull with him to rest. So uh, God will give you rest as you join uh, him and what he is doing. This is the thing that I've seen in my life and has been a real challenge because it doesn't always look uh, the way I would like it to look. Sometimes I would love to throw that yoke on and then I'm just walking free and easy. God's doing all the work, got it on autopilot. Uh, but that's just not the way it looks for me. A verse that, uh, that Holly and I have on the wall uh, of our bedroom is uh, Galatians 6, 9. And it's, uh, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, uh, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And uh, the reason we have this up on our walls, uh, when I was going through seminary, I was working, we're helping out with the church, and then uh, at nighttime I was taking uh, seminary classes. And so um, I wish I would have finished my seminary schooling before I got into this season of life, but I didn't. And so I would be spending uh, really, really late nights. Uh, I was dating Holly at the time, and um, she could see how hard I was working, how I was really focused on uh, on getting that job done. And uh, when I made it through, uh, she gave me this verse as kind of a reminder of all the things that God had done that season. Uh, and in that season, I saw how as I was headed in his direction, sometimes he gave me rest in the form of um, a lighter schedule so that I could actually take some time off and actually sleep or um, catch up on my sleep or just take a day off, that sort of thing. Sometimes he met me in the midst of it and gave me kind of a vision for what I was doing and I really could see clearly what I was headed after and it refreshed me. Sometimes he gave me a refreshment in the form of a friend that would come alongside me and encourage me and all of a sudden, wow, that's really weird. I feel refreshed just because uh, someone encouraged me and um, I was able to keep heading forward and um, these were all things that I found being in the yoke. Uh, it's God, it's really good um, that God has given us stuff uh, to do, that he has given us things on our plates that really honor him. He's given us uh, families. He's given us jobs. He's given us a mission. He calls us to be a part of the mission that he has here on earth. And, um, and he wants us to be a part of it. So when we step into that yoke, uh, we do find rest. Another verse uh, that I... I in this that was has meant a lot to me is uh, Hebrews 4 14 through 16 and it says therefore since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven Jesus the son of God 
Let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And in, during those tough seasons, God is going to meet you with, uh, with rest and he builds in us a real dependence on him. Uh, the reason this verse means, uh, or this passage kind of means so much to me is because I've seen how when I boldly come to him and I ask him for the resources, sometimes he gives me rest. And sometimes he gives me the energy and the strength to get through the season. Sometimes he gives me resources. He gives me support. He gives me somebody to come along and help or encourage me or, uh, or create some space so I can get the job done. But in all these things, this is the experience uh, that I've had. And Jesus does ask us to come to him. So when we're thinking about this picture of rest, we have to think of the complete, uh, complete picture. I really wanted to be able to share with you this morning some story of when it was a tough season and some crazy miracle happened and suddenly it was easy and my burden was light. But honestly, that is not how I've seen it in my experience. The way I've seen it is that we go through tough seasons. You know, work works hard. There's harvest is coming. And you really need to get it done. Sometimes I work later. Sometimes I, I work or get, get off at the right time. Sometimes I have to wake up really early and go into the office early. Sometimes things are going on at home. And I really can't get into work early because I have to get all these other things done. But the way I've seen this putting on the yoke and moving forward with Christ look like is that I carve out the time to spend time with him. Now, Jeep talks about this almost every week, and I appreciate that because that is really the rhythm uh, that I've developed in life that's allowed me to get the rest that I need uh, to be able to walk forward with God. So uh, for me, I wake up in the morning, I sit down at our table, and I have a little Bible reading plan, and I go through that. And that gives me uh, information. It gives me um, insight from the way God looks at the world. Uh, but it also gives me, um, gives me insight. God has spoken to me over and over through these times. And it lightens my burden because I can actually carry things the way that God wants me to carry them. During those times, usually also God will bring things to my mind that are things that I need to correct, I need to fix, that I need to work on. Uh, things that I've been banging my head up against the wall, and I haven't been able to see why I'm doing that, God gives me kind of a vision for that during those those times. And that even releases some of the burden. And sometimes these times I read through, and uh, we just finished the section of our Bible reading plan where we went through Leviticus. And I would go into those mornings knowing that I have a really tough day ahead of me. God, I have no idea what you're going to say to me through Leviticus, but I need your help. And amazingly enough, during those times, God gave me insights that were specific to my situation. And some days I come to him and it's not, there's, there's really nothing there. But on the days that I've really needed it, or on days that I didn't even, I didn't even know something big was going to happen, um, God spoke to me. It's basically like I wake up in the morning and I open up a communication with him and we can speak back and forth. And he meets me in the middle of the day with a verse that I'd read that morning or, uh, again, gives me a thought to my mind that's refreshing to me. 
But in all these things, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily look as, uh, as easy or cut and dry as, uh, God pulls out his magic wand and, you know, hits me on the head and all of a sudden I'm fully rested. Um, when we work with Christ, um, he does find times for us to rest. Um, I really want you to picture, uh, that, that leather, that throttle. We really need, uh, to be able to use the throttle uh, rather than getting stuck in one zone. Uh, for a lot of times, I get stuck, just go, go, go. And when I move between the different areas of my life, all I do is go and go and go and go, and it's just exhausting. And when I go on vacation, I'm stuck in that same zone, and it's just exhausting. Um, God wants to give us uh, give us seasons where we can stop and we can pause and we can really just do nothing. We can think. We can clarify. And when we think about summertime, the world really gives us this view of, well, you need to have the best vacation possible so you can post it on Instagram and everybody can be impressed with you. Or maybe it's just you just want to get the most joy that you possibly can in a short period of time. But God actually gives us kind of a bigger vision uh, for our future. He gives us a vision where even in the work of every day, you can find rest. During the slower seasons, we can actually take a step back and we can look at what God's doing and we can enjoy uh, what he's already accomplished through us and we can enjoy uh, reconnecting and getting refreshment. And every once in a while, we can take a step back and say, the most efficient use of my time right now is just to sit down and take a nap. So um, in addition to finding the rest, we can find working with Jesus. Over time, uh, this pattern of life really develops wisdom. Biblical wisdom is really taking God into account in all the areas of our life and being able to figure out how to apply things in the right way and in the right timing. And as you build this pattern of life, this is kind of a, a, a bonus to everything. As you get into those deeper waters, as God leads you to uh, more difficult assignments and he leads you through difficult seasons, you build a depth to your life and a wisdom to your life. And honestly, when I look back on my adventure of life, um, my 35 years here on earth, I know some of you might laugh at that, but as I look back on my life, the wisdom that he's built in me or the, the wisdom in the different areas of my life that he's built on me has made my load lighter because I don't bang my head like I used to. I don't blow up like I used to. There's a lot of refreshment that comes from the life that God has built in me as I just step into the yoke daily and go through life. So as we conclude, uh, there will be a day of final rest. Uh, a vacation here on earth can only be so restful, but there will be a day of final rest. And Jesus says those who come to him will find that rest. In heaven with God, there is a rest that is perfect. We won't find that here on earth. So I'm not promising you that this morning. Uh, but God has made humans uh, and provided a way for us to live, not throwing down and always being on full steam ahead, but he's given us seasons to be able to take rest. So if your season is coming up, maybe these are some things that you'd like to think through is, um, uh, how can you take a little bit of time, uh, to maybe get the extra sleep that you need? How would you do that? How is that possible? How would you carve out a day of Sabbath, a day to not work and just to remember what God has done for you. How do you build these disciplines into your life 
to be able to take a step back and see, well, what does the Bible say? I can assure you if you take a little bit of time in the Psalms, uh, even 10 minutes, even five minutes if that's what you got, whatever you have, if you build that discipline, where would you start? Maybe five, 10 minutes a day. And spend some time um, just enjoying God. That might be it. Just thanking God for what he's done in your life. Uh, spend some time asking God for help with those things that you have on your plate. Maybe all these things. Um, if you only have time for one, maybe just start with the, some time in the word, uh, in the Bible. But um, maybe you just need to take a nap. Who knows? As, uh, as we do next steps today, I'll ask the band to come up. Again, I hope this uh, this message was refreshing. Um, as we come into the summertime, the world really does have his view of, uh, of the summer. And um, God wants to provide opportunities for rest. And so maybe uh, think through one of these next steps. One is to go to bed early or take a day off. Some of you laugh. But how would you make that happen? Uh, the second one is to learn to rely on God for rest by setting aside some time each day to see what the Bible says. Maybe that's your next step. And finally, uh, share with someone this week a time that God brought you rest in a difficult time. Maybe that would be the rest that that person needs. Um, would you join me in prayer? Dear God, we thank you so much for uh, this church. We thank you for the time that you've given us here on Sunday mornings to come together and to worship you. God, we thank you for your word uh, that came to us to uh, to help us navigate this life. And I ask that you would just uh, really just bless this whole church, that as we come into a slower season, that we really would use the time that we have uh, for the best purpose uh, and that we would get our rest. God, um, that you would be able to use our lives in a powerful way. Um, I pray blessing and rest on this house. Amen.